0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 166, and we're reading bad reviews of anime. As always, there'll be spoilers throughout this episode. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners in the US.
1: Yeah, I wonder when other countries, I mean, I don't know if like many countries... Celebrate their own form of Thanksgiving. But yeah, of course, here in the States, it's celebrated end of November. So, again, for all the American listeners out there, hopefully you'll be enjoying quite a feast this coming Thursday.
0: You know what? I just, I was curious about that. So I looked it up, and Wikipedia said Thanksgiving is a national holiday celebrated on various states in the United States, Canada, Grenada, St. Lucia, Liberia, and unofficially in other countries like Brazil and the Philippines.
1: Hmm. I had no fucking idea. (laughs) I mean, the Philippines kind of makes sense because they were technically um, conquered or or colonized by America at some point in their history. So they probably carried over some traditions.
0: It's just weird, though, because I've never... Like, growing up, I don't remember any of my family talking about Thanksgiving in, like, the Filipino sense.
1: Yeah. I guess... (laughs) Although with my family here, like obviously it was, they'd celebrate Thanksgiving, but then they'd have all the Filipino food put out for everybody to eat instead of like the turkey and the stuffing. and Instead the of a turkey, sauce. it's lechon. <laughs> yeah, it's the best thing to have on Thanksgiving.
0: Well, in honor of Thanksgiving, um, what would you say is your favorite traditional American traditional Thanksgiving? Food item.
1: Hmm. I guess it'd have to be the turkey. The turkey, as, really? As normy as that answer is, maybe it's the way because your dad prepares like a deep fried turkey. Yeah. Which I I love the taste of that more than, however, turkey is traditionally prepared. What is your favorite Thanksgiving dish, though?
0: I would say so. It's a tough one. Normally, I'd say pumpkin pie. I love. Pumpkin pie, as basic as that sounds. But I think what I love a little bit more than pumpkin pie is stuffing. I like, I could just eat stuffing minus the turkey. I like turkey, but I would be totally content just having stuffing and no turkey. (laughs) Maybe I just love bread too much. Yeah, stuffing's, I think
1: that's number two for me. Um, I think I prepared stuffing one year for Thanksgiving, having had no prior idea how to prepare it. And then I had it, and I was like, oh, this is pretty decent.
0: It's good shit. It's good shit. Well, I'm looking forward to um, stuffing my face this upcoming Thanksgiving. And hopefully all of you guys, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, can do the same. So now this is going to be the worst transition ever. Now let's stuff our faces full of bad reviews of anime. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was my horrible attempt. But I uh, now that I've transitioned us over to the topic for this episode... This actually comes from a similar episode that we did on Strictly Jojo a while back where we re- we read bad reviews of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And I believe it was episode 44 of Strictly Jojo for anyone who wants to listen in on that one. But we had so much fun when we did it and we figured we wanted to do something similar eventually on Strictly Anime and the time has come.
1: Damn, it was episode 44. 44. It was a well, long yeah, time I ago. We're, we're reaching like 100 episodes of Strictly JoJo pretty soon. Yeah. So uh, I thought we did it even more recently, but I don't know. My sense of time is warped right now.
0: That was great, though, because all the bad reviews of JoJo were basically just dragging JoJo fans through the mud. Like, why the fuck do JoJo fans like this shit? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were some pretty good bad reviews for Jojo but I think we managed to find some good bad reviews for some of the anime that we picked out.
0: Yeah and a lot of these reviews come from Mal and then a couple of them from IMDB. Were there any other sources that you looked at?
1: For one in particular I pulled a Google review um, and I can explain a little bit of why but (laughs) yeah it, it was hard to like pull some of these reviews especially from mal or my anime list because we want like for me i wanted to find something that was short and sweet and to the point and also had like a little bit of comedy baked into it i feel like on mal people will post reviews like they're the journalists for some big anime press magazine or junket and, it's like
0: they're writing their fucking thesis. It's yes. so long.
1: Yeah, and I was telling you this before the recording. With reviews like that, like it's great that you have those out there. Like keep reviewing these anime as you see fit. But I feel like by the time I'm finished reading these reviews, I could have already just watched the show instead of <laughs> like having to to read your thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, I would because uh, the way Mal has it set up as of right now on um the web version you can hit the read more drop down because they only show you like a preview of it and like every time i'd hit the read more drop down it would drop like past where my screen was and i'd have to scroll down because it was this huge block of text and like carl said there's nothing wrong with those lengthy reviews if anything i admire the people who um are so passionate about an anime whether they are passionately for or against the anime that they'll take the time to write a lengthy review and based on that also be able to help people decide whether or not they want to watch the show.
1: Yeah, but it's just, I don't have the fucking time to write. I neither do I. (laughs) Also, I
0: hate writing. So I would just, I I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's intense. But hey, good for them. But with that, most of our... Um, most of the reviews that we pulled are not gonna be the full reviews. We're not gonna we're not gonna make you guys sit there and listen to us, recite a novel of a review. A lot of these are gonna be snippets um, from from the reviews that we thought were interesting. And I think it goes out saying we respect everyone's opinion and recognize that not everyone is gonna love every anime. but the the idea here is to pull some of those more egregious reviews and try to like see things from the reviewer's perspective about an anime that we probably particularly like or are at least like decent have decently enjoyed. So, um we'll we'll give our two cents about these reviews as we read them. Um and as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be spoiling a bit just so that we can talk about these shows in a bit more context. So, if you are wanting to avoid spoilers for a particular anime, you may wanna skip ahead a little bit to the next one. So um, as always, we have not shared what reviews we've pulled with each other. How many do you have in total?
1: I pulled six reviews from six different shows.
0: Okay, I have seven anime, so we're pretty on par there. Um, Two of them have like technically two reviews, but they're really short. And I just couldn't decide between the two. Um, So do you want me to go first since I have one more than you?
1: Sure. Go on right ahead.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to start us off with a spicy one. And by that, I mean the anime known as Beastars, which Carl hasn't watched. Oh, boy. (laughs) So um, actually, all of mine, just for context, actually, I think one of them came from uh, IMDb. But the rest of them all came from Mal.
1: Do you have their... A score as well.
0: Oh shit! I did not get their score. The majority oh. of them were in the one, two, or three range. Okay. So they're going to be right around that. So they're going to be pretty scathing reviews. So for B stars, I have two reviews that I pulled. Um, and again, they're both pretty short here. Um, this one is going to be a struggle. Just bear with me. <laughs> Are you laughing? Oh so, boy. The first review of B stars reads. <laughs> I can't even read these. How if a lot of animals gathered somewhere? (laughs) Question mark.
1: Wait, what?
0: How if if a lot of animals gathered somewhere?
1: (laughs) What does that mean? It
0: goes on to say, here we go, B Star, a unique anime which similar representation Zootopia show with anime style. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Okay, I can do this. Theme-built-based dorm school. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm going to have a hard time with this one. Do you want me
1: to read it? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Theme-built-based dorm school. Like Bully on World. Build set with... (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing now. Build set with priority on psychological and drama genre. Honestly... No enjoyment, honestly. I satisfied until Lagoshi. What the fuck at all? <laughs> and then they ended by saying, "Overall, I'm I have, a t- I have tears in my eyes right now. Overall, I hate it. Maybe little problem on certain people. <laughs> You're making me laugh. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> but for me, when an anime was going with a logic flaws. Guys, we're dying here. We're not
1: going to make it through this episode. Uh, All right. Take a deep breath one more time.
0: But for me... But for me, when an anime was going with logic plot, then suddenly ruined by deus ex machina accomplishment, this is unforgivable. <laughs> so I think what the reviewer is trying to say... Oh my god, I'm literally tearing up right now.
1: <laughs> I'm sure like, maybe English is their second language, but they're they're doing their best with explaining. Or maybe
0: they're trolling the fuck out of yeah, stuff. You know, you never know. So what I think they're trying to say... Is that they feel like Beastars is just the anime version of Zootopia. Which I read a lot of when I was skimming the negative reviews. Um, and the the themes are just around like school life and bullying. Um, and that Lagoshi fucked things up apparently at one point. Um, and that they didn't like the ending. Because it had this like deus ex machina route. And I kind of agree. Um, so Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about Beastars. Oh, I don't know. Carl, are you ever going to watch Beastars? I
1: think at some point. But, I mean, if you want to, if there's something that you need to spoil about it, then that's fine.
0: I'll talk high level enough. So I've shared this at some point on the the podcast before. But I watched Beastars and I, I thought the first half, I've watched all of the anime adaptation of Beastars. I thought the first half was really, really good. And um, surprisingly, I enjoyed it, like, more than I expected. But then when, when we hit the second half, I think what this person is saying, like, the themes about, like, school life and whatnot, it just goes the whole, like, high schoolers suddenly doing adult things route, where, like, one of the high schoolers fucking joins. He becomes, like, the like a high-ranking individual in the mafia, and only for a hot minute. And then um, Lugoshi's whole thing, like, there's a part of him... Um, His character where he has these strong morals, these strong values that seem to be unwavering until we get to the end of the anime, like where the anime leaves off. Um, And I just I got so frustrated because he just kind of throws that all out the window. And then they do have kind of this deus ex machina situation. So I would say the first half of Beastars was really good. And the second half was very frustrating for me which is a bit opposite from what a lot of people say. I think a lot of people say that they enjoy the second half more. But if, if I can decipher what this review is saying, it sounds like they kind of felt the same way that I did watching Stars. I'm
1: trying to remember because we watched Zootopia like a couple of years ago.
0: And... Yeah, I barely remember anything about it other than that sloth. Okay.
1: Well, <laughs> does it do you think it compares?
0: No, the... I mean, I think they're just saying it's it's the anime version of Zootopia because they're it's talking about animals. anthropomorphic mm. like like animals and they um it's like 3D. So, yeah. I mm, think okay. that's I think that's the comp- the the comparison that they're making is more around like the overall idea, not like the actual story of Beastars versus Zootopia.
1: Okay. I don't I feel like I probably got more entertainment out of that review than I would from Beastars, Um, especially with some of the things that you're mentioning. Um, Yeah, like I said, I think I I would watch it at some point because of the pull it has in the community, but I don't think I really have any high hopes for it.
0: Well, let me know what you think after this second review I found of Beastars. Okay, I think I can make it through this one. Um, But this one reads... I give the art a solid 8 out of 10. I might be a bit biased since I have been an avid fapper to furry porn for many, many years. Whenever I treat myself to an episode of Beastars, I cannot help but pull down my (laughs) pants. one time i was watching this with my little cousin when i instinctively pulled down my pants which scared her i then had to bribe her with a hershey bar and to not go and tell her parents anyway solid anime one out of ten would recommend <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait so did they enjoy it or
0: not i you know i maybe they enjoyed I mean, it yeah, on a certain they, they level they <laughs> did enjoy it but okay so yeah that's uh that's the other review would you still watch Beastars stars after hearing that
1: um, I feel like now I'm less inclined <laughs> to <laughs> maybe this person should have watched like the 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 hentai version or was it the, the doujinshi
0: the doujins what? oh yeah <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of those out there
1: all right gonna swing it over to my side and I'm going to start with an anime that you and I both watched last year that became one of our beloved anime um, probably of all time and that's hunter hunter so this review comes from IMDB. Oh, I guess I pulled two from IMDB. The first one's short. I just thought it was funny. Um they gave Hunter x Hunter a one out of ten. And the title is It's Bad, especially Kilua or Meow.
0: Meow? <laughs> I don't
1: know who Meow is, but the review says Kilua bad. Very, very, very much, and I don't know why people love him. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is it's a valid point. Kilua is, is a bad
0: boy. Wait, that's the whole review? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically he has done bad things, if that's what they're trying to say. That I'm surprised they didn't say anything about Gon.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's where this second review that I pulled from IMDB kind of goes into. Um, this reviewer gave the series a 5 out of 10 with the title Wasted Potential. And the review reads, The premise had promise young boy trains to be a hunter and follows a trail of clues to find his absent father turns into an overly narrated and expository tale that will have you falling asleep literally two full episodes describing a volleyball game with custom rules really a character with powers based on accounting principles bankruptcy apr really instead of having characters doing things they describe their thought processes way too much of the time if you need something to watch and relax before bedtime, give this a try. <laughs> there is nothing exciting or compelling about it. The 10-star reviews make me wonder if I've even watched the same series. And yes, I've seen all six ep- six seasons on Netflix because I watched it every night before bed until I felt sleepy, which I promise did not take long because it's so freaking boring. Five stars given for its sleep-inducing quality.
0: I'm surprised they didn't hone in on the chimera ant arc
1: yeah i guess that's what i was gonna like that's the one thing i know would be a a pain point for a lot of people is just the length of the chimera ant arc and maybe in that sense that could be where they were falling asleep (laughs) because of how lengthy it is um and especially the 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 tail end of the chimera ant arc where things really start to get going there was an episode i think it was like two or three episodes that took over the course of 5 minutes within the actual yeah timeline. where the characters
0: were drawn almost exclusively in slow motion yes. but hey i know that the reviewer said that they do more talking than actually like doing but you got to give props to the narrator he is doing work in hunter x hunter if we didn't have him explaining what the fuck togashi was trying to like put out there it would be uh it would be, I think, tougher. So there might be a lot of explaining, but we definitely needed the narrator.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, this reviewer mentions kind of the the oddities of Hunter Hunter from the, the volleyball game. I'm assuming that was from was it the not was it Heaven's Arena or I thought uh, it was Greed Island. Oh yeah, Greed Island, where I think Gon had to team up with Hisoka. Um, and the whole accounting principles one of the characters in what was it the Chimera Antark, right his nan was kind of based on this the the
0: APR Okuyasu
1: looking guy <laughs> i forgot his name um and i would say like those are what make hunter hunter more unique out of other shonen um almost along the lines of jojo's bizarre adventure where it, it kind of breaks the mold of what you expect, especially with Gon, like like the reviewer said, being a hunter, f- trying to find his father. Um, it, it keeps things fresh. Because I've always said that I find Gon to be a fascinating protagonist as well, because he is so confident about himself and doesn't necessarily like to put himself down. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe the, the reviewer just wanted a, a typical Shonen tale when it came to this anime, but... It just ended up making them go to bed early
0: next up on my list is another popular anime although not as popular as hunter hunter or maybe arguably so um it's my hero academia this one's pretty heated um so this one reads i don't understand how y'all can enjoy the show when all the main character does is cry <laughs> it's You're a huge I know right. It's a huge c- cringe fest. It literally hurts me to watch through each and every episode. Why does this need to be cringe and filled with awkward ass moments? They go on to say, The main character has a quirk, a.k.a. ability. When he flicks his fingers, he breaks them because he's weak as all hell. He will not stop (laughs) crying afterwards, and it's a pain to hear a young child screaming and moaning because he broke his goddamn fingers, lol. If you don't mind a cringe fest, the fighting is at least all right. Would I recommend this? Definitely not. They're not wrong. No, they're I not. Mean, and that's you, you have a certain feeling about Midoriya and his crime. Yeah,
1: I mean that's a thing that that's a pain point that I always have with shonen protagonists.
0: As far as like the cringe of my hero, do you feel like my hero itself is cringy, or do you feel like the fandom is cringy? I
1: think the fandom is cringy because I've seen some of the shit that the fans come up with
0: oh my God. <laughs> on social
1: media. I don't wanna bring it up here. But I, I guess you know like thinking of the show, it is kind of over the top. Lines can be exaggerated, almost feel like those campy superhero movies from the early two thousands. But I think I don't know, that's kind of what I like about it is it's 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 one of the big three for this generation. Um, if I can Make that statement, um, so I don't see it as like a. I don't know, I don't, I don't see it as a bad thing.
0: Um, well, I agree with you that most of the cringe comes from the My Hero fans. I, I'm curious to know this reviewer's age because obviously we're not the target audience for My Hero being mm-hmm. in the age range that we're in. Um, but we can still certainly enjoy it because it does have like moments of mature- maturity and it does have a decent amount of depth to the story. Like not all the time, but there are some really heavy themes that play out in My Hero. But it truly is like, not the epitome, but it is very much classic shonen. Like it is yeah. shonen if there ever was a shonen for this generation. So I can see why there would be some cringe. It does have some like over the top, anime tropey type of humor but all in all i've seen i've seen worse shonen when it comes to cringe i'll just i'll leave it at that
1: the next review that i have is for an anime where the reviewer didn't want to take a chip and eat it ...because they were reviewing Death Note. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) And so this review comes from my anime list. They actually have a pretty... They have a pretty funny username... ...but I'm not going to mention it here... uh, ...for confidentiality purposes. But the reviewer gave Death Note... ...a 3 out of 10. And the review reads... Well, here it is. The all-famed Death Note. I have to say I figured since so many people love it... ...it can't be bad. Boy, was I wrong... Death Note has an incredibly mediocre plot for what it set out to do. The story, as we all know, is about the discovery of the Death Note that can kill those whose names are written on it. Original? Somewhat. Well executed? Hardly. The art and the sound were really good, which is a shame that they seemed to make it pretty and ran out of focus and funding for a good story and characters. Don't even get me started on the characters. L was the cute, quirky villain. Original, right? Oh wait, that's been beaten to death. And Light was your typical emotastic, square-enix-type character with a vendetta against society. I've seen much better crime drama anime like Boogie Pop Phantom and Paranoia Agent, which is a shame because this piece of crap ended up being one of, if not the most popular, crime anime. Oh well, you guys can have your death note, I'm just saying it's an all-around bad anime that really doesn't deserve all the hype it gets.
0: Hey, at least I like Paranoia Agent. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> you watched that? I did, yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, how do you say it compares to Death Note?
0: I mean, there's similarities in like the the suspense aspects and the like crime drama, but really there's not too much that I would say is is paralleled to Death Note. They're very much different in anime um so yeah i think they're just saying like when it comes to crime drama paranoia agent is an alternative to death note but i i don't know like i feel like with death note there is a lot of hype that comes with this anime it is beloved especially in the west Mm -hmm. but i think what people don't often talk about is how the show shifts after one of the biggest plot twists. Like the the plot twist, right? Because mm-hmm. if you think about the first two thirds of the anime, it's really good. But that last third is like a step below for sure. And yeah. when we when we watched it for the first time and reviewed it, we had never heard about the characters that pop up in the third the last third. We had never heard about how the tone shifts slightly um about how it just doesn't live up to everything you get in the beginning part of the show uh so that can i think take a lot of people by surprise so i don't know i don't know if that necessarily happened here with this reviewer but it is something that is that takes a lot of people like catches them off guard
1: yeah i was gonna say the same thing that you know i i admit that death note does get really bombastic with its storyline in the second and the third acts. But when this reviewer says it's an incredib- incredibly mediocre plot, I, I, I think that's an overstatement. Um, I, I think it's a very well-written show, uh, especially with learning about the inner workings of Light Yagami's intelligence and how he effectively utilizes the Death Note or manages to circumvent people from finding out that he is kita spoiler alert (laughs) um and yeah i think it 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 can get really fantastical in those senses but it's always in a way that kind of makes sense logically
0: like the basic premise of death note is guy finds death note and starts killing criminals with it like, that's, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And that's not the forte of Death Note. It's everything that happens in between. Everything that happens when you read in between the lines. That's the, the forte here. That's the strength of Death Note, is how well-written these mind games are. And I... So, I, I mean, I disagree with the reviewer that it's just very mundane. It's very mediocre. If you're looking at it on the surface level, then, yeah, I guess you could see it that way. But when you really start to dive into the show and get invested in the characters and wondering, like, who's going to live, who's going to die, like, how's all going to pan out, that's when the show becomes really, really exciting.
1: Right. And even, like, the strange plot twist in the second act, I think that has a, a major payoff later when you realize the... How elaborate this plot twist has become and of course it does factor into the third act where i believe we kind of said that the show waned a little bit um in how it reached its climax and and its conclusion but i think one of the strengths of the show is something that this reviewer also criticized which is is the characters because i think the the cat and mouse chase between l and light is what really drew people in because I don't know how many fucking people just kind of fawn over L, even to this day,
0: right? <laughs> He's just like me for real. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, yeah, you have light as this sort of... Is it sadistic or, or masochistic? I always get confused which one's the one, like where you find pleasure in other people's pain.
0: A masochist is you want to be, like, you enjoy your own pain. Okay, so... like So sadist.
1: Uh, yeah, so light as this sadistic yet intelligently attractive young mind who again his inner workings are just so fascinating for the viewer that you can't help but like as much as you are rooting against him because he has that charisma and that personality you can't help but also root for him and you know that kind of push and pull between those is what makes this a really fascinating show and I guess a really fascinating character study. So even though like in some senses it feels like these characters might be walking anime archetypes, I think the way that this show approaches that is what makes it worthwhile to watch.
0: The next one on my list is another show that can be pretty divisive and that's Code Geass.
1: All right.
0: (laughs) And interestingly, the reviewer mentions Death Note right in the beginning. So the reviewer writes, I dropped it. I suppose I went into this expecting something on par with Death Note. So there you go. This reviewer likes Death Note unlike the last reviewer. They go on to say, I was sorely disappointed. Not only is the dialogue between these characters in the show incredibly dreadful and robotic, it literally almost makes me believe the writers for this show have never actually spoken to a human being. (laughs) What made me drop this anime was the stupid speech near the end of the sixth episode. These people are in high school. None of this makes any sense, and I'm convinced the show was made by non-human life forms, especially when looking at the animation. (laughs) Three out of ten. Okay, so... The thing with Code Geass is it's a very over-the-top, like, fantastical type of drama. It's not meant to be rooted in, like, a ton of reality. I mean, they mentioned the non-human life form character animation. Yes, Clamp has a very distinct animation style, um, but I think that kind of signals how this is going to have very strong... Fantasy elements, like it's not a fantasy anime necessarily, but it kind of takes from the fantasy genre about things just being like very over the top and very beautiful, and like you know things may not pan out the way they would in the real world, but that's the world of Code Geass.
1: I don't know. I kind of agree with their review. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm surprised they didn't mention how fast paced this plot is they may have uh, I
0: kind of cut down the review to the the key things here Mm -hmm. but yeah I I agree though the high school aspect of Code Geass has always and still gets to me I think it is really tough to look at Lelouch and think like I, I don't doubt that there are young geniuses like that but it's it just seems like a lot for a high schooler to have not only the intelligence for but like the mental maturity for
1: Well, I think that's where I just have to remember that this is an anime, so again, there are certain tropes that play into Code Geass's anime-esque elements, from the the sort of fantasy parts of it to yeah, like the the high school council having or members of the high school council having a bigger role within the bigger scheme of things with the Britannian empire and i, forget, I call them the Elevenese, which are the the japanese like that conflict going on um which again I, I i can overlook all of that um and just kind of focus on the story and yeah i feel like sometimes the characters in code geass the the way the di- the way the dialogue is written is almost like too shakespearean
0: yeah that's a good way to put it
1: but I mean, it, it as much as like Code Geass was uh, an entire blur to me. The plot still draws you in with figuring out more of like what's going on in this conflict, as well as the the insane cliffhangers at the end of, of each episode.
0: Yeah, I mean Code Geass to me it will always be an anime classic. It's iconic. Especially the ending of the show, but yeah, th- there are some things that I feel like didn't need to pan out the way that they did. I'm going back to the high school piece of it. I think I said this in our review or at some point on the podcast. I don't think they needed to make illusion high school. They probably could have written out the all the high school elements and still been able to keep what is essentially the same show. Um, so I don't, I don't blame the reviewer for feeling like a lot of these things would never happen to people who are in high school because I also think the same thing. But it didn't distract me from enjoying the show and the over-the-top nature of Lelouch and Code Geass.
1: Next show I have on the review chopping block is another big name, one that had a second season this year. And depending on how, who you talk to, it was either one of the best anime of the year, or one of the worst. (laughs) And I'm talking about Vinland Saga. And so- So is
0: this about the first season or second season?
1: So this one, I particularly looked for a review that talked about both. Oh, okay. So this one I pulled from IMDB. The reviewer gave it a one out of 10. And the title was one versus two night and day, I think in reference to the two seasons that have come out so far. And so the review reads, I have never been so disappointed from the transition of seasons. Season 1 is incredible. Great storyline, you identify with the main character, feel his feelings, etc. Season 2 loses all of that. The storyline is weak and honestly have no idea what the point of it is. From raging boy bent on revenge to a passive weak man enslaved and wanting nothing more than stay that way. Boo hoo! violence is not the answer. Look at my life. I'm so mean. No one cares. Be a Viking and do Viking things. If there is a season three, I hope it grabs some of the magic back from season one. Season two just lost me, but there may be hope if the writers get the it back.
0: Interesting that they say that they don't know what the point of the tone shift is for season two when they literally said it in the review, which is violence is wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And, you know, the first half of this review says you identify with the main character, feel his feelings. I'm sure they're talking about Thorfinn. So if you feel like you have an understanding of the main character, you have to understand why Thorfinn got to the point he did in, in season two and why The things he did in season one like he understood how wrong those were and how he wanted to redeem himself moving forward i think and i know on our discord we had some users who may not have agreed with us but i think that season two was a beautiful transition from the hectic violence of season one to one that was more reflective and again one that was more based on redemption and forgiveness especially self-forgiveness i think it's one of the most compelling examples of a character study and and character development that i've seen so far in anime um, and you know i think it's just a shame that this reviewer doesn't see it that way and that it's for them it's like be a viking and do viking things um and because you also have to consider you know, the way that the mangaka for Vinland Saga wanted this story to play out is he was very much, he's very much a pacifist. It's Makoto Yukimura. Um, so highlighting those atrocities of what the Vikings did in season one and wanting to find a way to move forward uh, with a world filled with peace, I think like that's, that's a noble trajectory to, to look at. Um, and one where it's again not focusing so much on the evil of the world, but also like focusing on the good that come out can come out of it.
0: Yeah, I know. I said Code Geass is divisive. I was wrong. This is one of the most divisive anime, at least in recent memory. Um, it's, I'm not surprised. There are a lot of people out there who. Love the first season, hate the second season. A lot of people who hate the first season love the second season. I think more more often than not, it's usually people don't like the second season, but they love the first because you have basically a one eighty tone shift between the two seasons. But I don't think it's entirely a surprise because they plant the seeds for season two in like the very first episode of season one right. with with Thorfinn's dad basically saying. You know, violence is wrong. I don't want that to be a part of your life. Um, Yeah, so I I mean, it's a big change. It took all of us uh, a couple episodes to get used to it. But I think what we got as a result was absolutely incredible. I don't know. I I understand that someone's going to feel a certain way about a show. Like if you like action-packed shows with a lot of gore and violence um, and – Still really good character writing. Of course, you're going to be tied to the first season. Mm-hmm. So when all of that is stripped away in the second season and the characters feel incredibly different, I, I do not blame people for not enjoying the second season who really loved the first. So I can't fault this reviewer. I think that there's some validity to their points, um, but I also think that there's a lot of, like, invalid Things like again, what what's the point of all this? Well, like you said, it's violence is wrong. That's the whole theme of this show, and that's where the the creator is going all in with season two.
1: I think this is a classic case study of like the critic score versus the audience score <laughs> that you usually see with like pop culture movies. Um, I'm thinking of like Star Wars: The Last Jedi. How divisive the reviews for that were. From like the movie critic standpoint to the audience score, uh, and you know th- there probably isn't a, a right or wrong here, but it's more so like what you want to get out of this series or any similar show.
0: Up next on my list is another fairly recent anime, and that is Oshi No Ko. So this review reads. A dude bro anime, that's Oshinoko. No depth, no premise, just a bunch of bug-eyed teenage girls with no personality. (laughs) Bug-eyed? I guess so. I mean, that's like 90% of anime characters. Though the first episode was interesting, the rest was a free fall into garbage land. We were promised a story of revenge, a chase to uncover the truth, but all we got instead was superficial teenage melodrama. They go on to say, not worth watching. I'd like to get back the few hours spent on this dumpster fire of an anime. Alas, lost time is never found again. If you're looking for a brainless eye candy anime, this is definitely for you, though that's all it amounts to. So this one I pulled because they do bring up an interesting point that the first episode captured everyone's attention. It was a very well done hour and a half first episode mm-hmm. that ended on this like crazy, crazy climax, this crazy plot twist, and set up something really, really cool for the rest of the show. And in our review of Oshinoko, I kind of mentioned that the rest of the season does feel drastically different from the first season, sorry sorry from the first episode. But it's kind of like that slow build to what I hope we'll eventually get in another season or two. Um, So it does feel like we're deviating a little bit from that revenge plot, but it's kind of building up. It's building the foundation and then building up to that. So I can't entirely hate it the way that this reviewer does, but I can understand where they're coming from.
1: I'm still stuck on that bug eyes thing. I know. (laughs) I haven't
0: heard anyone call anime characters bug eyed in so long.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because I would say the eyes, the way the eyes are animated in Oshinoko are the most fascinating thing about it with like how star-studded they are and it makes sense because this is a series that kind of focuses on idols and stars and and the idol industry Uh, but yeah I, i pretty much am in line with the points that you made with yeah that first that pilot premiere episode of oshinoko was astounding and You'd think it would lay the groundwork for what to expect for the rest of the series. We kind of got that in bits and pieces as the remainder of this first season went on. So I kind of agree with the reviewer in that it was a bit of a letdown when this kind of just turned into a semi-slice-of-life anime, peppered in with some mystery and intrigue. Although I guess it's, it's kind of building up to these moments with what Aqua and, to an extent, Ruby, what they're trying to achieve by the end of the season and trying to progress that aspect of the plot moving forward. But I guess it's more of like that good things come to those who wait. Uh, hopefully that'll be the case uh, when we do reach the second season of Oshinoko.
0: One thing I don't agree with is that this is a dude bro anime. I think it's like the opposite of a dude bro anime. Also, I have not heard anyone use dude bro in a long time either.
1: What do they mean exactly by dude bro?
0: Like a dude bro is like um like super masculine, like kind of like fratty type of dudes, right? Like they're into like a lot of partying and whatnot. That's kind of the the idea of a dude bro, and that is not what I would associate with Oshinoko.
1: Yeah, I think that would be far from it. This just feels <laughs> like a like a teenage drama. Next anime that has a bad review on my list. Of course we have to talk about this. It's a series that just wrapped up. It's 10 year run and if you don't know what I'm talking about by now, I'll just say it. It's Attack on Titan. <laughs>
0: oh man. <laughs> and
1: so I have I have two reviews pulled for this one. One from IMDb, which was just kind of funny, and one pulled from Google, because with the way that MAL is set up, the reviews were for each individual season or part of a season, and I was trying to look for something that had an encompassing review for the entire series, and these were the only two sources where I could kind of find that. But to start off with a bit of comedy from IMDb, the reviewer on this site gave the anime a 2 out of 10 with the title, Lost Interest on All Anime After Watching This Anime.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> and the review reads, This anime don't deserve this much hype. Lost. I lost all interest on all anime after watching this anime. It has very low action, romance, emotional scenes, overall very low on spices, and especially no comedy scenes, waste of time, storage, and data. <laughs> If you still want to watch, you can watch it. I like that last line. Just saying, if you want to watch it, just go ahead. You might enjoy it.
0: <laughs> Wait. <It's> just... <laughs> so they want drama, romance, action, and what else? <laughs>
1: um no comedy. They wanted comedy.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Attack on Titan is like 90% drama and action.
1: <laughs> yeah, I this is probably just like a, a dumb troll yeah. <laughs> review. Because it's, they it's, basically
0: want every anime genre all put in to Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Why was there no isekai? Right. Why was there no adults at work? Why was there no cute girls doing cute things?
1: And I guess like, their complaints about Attack on Titan were so egregious that they decided, you know what, I, I gotta walk away from anime forever because (laughs) i cannot deal with this bullshit
0: (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised if that's happened before because a lot of people will recommend attack on titan to their normie friends as like a gateway anime and it it can be intense for some you know normies so i wonder if they look at it and they're like no and then they don't watch any anime ever again
1: (laughs) i just find that so funny because it's like if you can't handle this kind of anime just wait till you find out like all the other anime that's out there I'm thinking of, like, My Life as inukai Sons, whatever dog.
0: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, I,
1: I feel like Attack on Titan is a walk in the park compared to the other anime you can find.
0: I mean, it's definitely closer to a normie palette than yeah. something like Prison School or <laughs> something crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hey, like they said, if you want to watch it, watch it. We recommend it. We fucking love it.
1: And now the Google review for Attack on Titan, this reviewer... Gave it one out of five stars, and they write, This show is not even worth one star, to be honest. Attack on Titan is a perplexing disappointment, a series that started with immense promise but crumbled under the weight of its own convoluted plot and inconsistent character development. What was once a gripping tale of survival and mystery has devolved into an incoherent mess, leaving viewers to wonder if the creators lost their way in the labyrinth of their own making. While the animation and action sequences may still impress, they can't overshadow the glaring flaws in the storytelling, leaving us longing for the brilliance of its early seasons. Basically, I think it is very overrated and boring and is also hot garbage, and all the characters are very unattractive.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Wow. I wonder if they think that Attack on Titan, the final season, has too much talking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Although it's kind
0: of weird they say that... What do they say about, like... The writing or whatever? Or the storytelling?
1: Crumbled out the weight of its own convoluted plot. was once a gripping tale has devolved into an incoherent
0: mess. I think the opposite. I think one of the greatest strengths of Attack on Titan is how tightly written the show is. Unlike anything we've experienced, at least that I can remember. It's like so well written, but maybe it is convoluted to some people.
1: Yeah, I... I'm trying to understand things from this reviewer's standpoint, and it kind of reminds me of when we just talked about uh, Vinland Saga, how people re- preferred season one over season two because of the thematic elements that differed in each. And I feel like there have been other people I've talked to about Attack on Titan, those who weren't so hot about it. When thinking about like the, the first couple seasons, I think they really enjoyed the mystery of the titans and witnessing all of these great action sequences but as you see more of that mystery unfold i think it's what these viewers weren't expecting and you know this kind of spoils the story of attack on titan but the series goes from this action heavy kind of post-apocalyptic series into one that becomes more of a political drama where you realize that calling someone an enemy there's such a gray area attached to that and i think that's what kind of detracts people from aot is kind of like, like the action purists is they just want to see characters battling titans and or maybe they were just so underwhelmed by what the truth was behind the mystery that that's what detracted people from really enjoying aot
0: yeah, okay, I, I can see it from that perspective. And, I mean, once they do open up the door to the rest of the lore, its it takes a minute to wrap your head around. I mean, even mm. in our reviews, when we were reviewing it episode by episode, there would be times where we just needed to talk it out on the podcast. Like, I, I would go into it thinking I kind of have a grasp on what um, Isayama is, is trying to tell us here about the lore, but, like, I need to talk it through. Yeah. Or there were things that I got completely wrong until we talked – about it on the podcast and I realized okay now this makes sense but once it does click it's great it's like not mind-blowing but it's it's really really fascinating
1: yeah I guess some people just don't want that like metaphorical aspect of a show where they just want to watch it and enjoy it for for what it is rather than like trying to theorize or think about like the bigger implications of things
0: i mean there was that time during season three part one where everyone kept asking where are the titans <laughs> right we like had gone so many episodes without seeing titans like it, it I, I i had that those moments and you kind of get that a little bit in the final season as well you're like where are the titans
1: and you know what i, I will admit that there are some flaws with aot's storytelling uh, i was actually listening to trash tastes recent episode where they talked about the aot finale and giga brought up a really good point about one aspect of a certain titan's abilities and how it works but then there's something that kind of circumvents or like negates it in a way like how this ability seems to be exclusive and you know I'm, i'm still trying to wrestle my mind about around that but I think that's just one flaw compared to how like you said everything in this story is so tightly written that doing an entire rewatch which we did with our AOT retrospectives you get so much more enjoyment and fulfillment of the story seeing things come full circle later on and I haven't really found another show like that one that I've rewatched or one that i've experienced probably one like the closest thing would be game of thrones but then that ended up being a train wreck by the end um thinking of attack on titan holistically i don't think there's been any other show that has given me that sense of true fulfillment in enjoying the story to its fullest and being content to a point with it by its conclusion because i know that was also a point of contention uh that's a discussion for a whole nother day and <laughs> i don't think we want to spend too much time on it we're talking about the ending here uh because how divisive that was amongst both anime and anime watchers and manga readers but yeah IOT, i think it, it's just it's a great example of good storytelling and that's all that's one of the things that you want the most from from a series
0: next up on my list i have Demon Slayer. And this one, um, I don't know what to think of it, but it starts off with Konichiwa, reviewer-san here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, decided to watch this anime with no subtitles after taking a year of Japanese in college. <laughs> There's
1: no way this is real.
0: <laughs> Couldn't really understand what was being said, but the story was basic enough that I could pick up what was going on despite that. I would highly recommend watch this one with subtitles or more preferably in the English dub as it will probably make the story easier to understand.
1: You think? It's
0: a 3 out of 10 for me. For characters, not much to say about this one. Weird incest vibes between the main character and his sister. Also, blonde <laughs> guy cries too much, Cries too much. not going to lie. Otherwise, pretty bland characters overall, 1 out of 10. And then for enjoyment, they write, It did not meet my expectations. Do I regret watching this one? Yes, it was kind of a waste of time, 3 out of 10. There you have it, folks. I watched this so you don't have to. It's a skip for me. Plenty of better animes out there. Psych, there hasn't been there hasn't been a good anime since 2014. Why are we still here, man? Okay. So again, I can't I can't decide what's going on here. Um, I guess if there's some some sarcasm. Yeah, if there's some seriousness to this, uh, I don't blame you for not understanding the story if you watched it with no subtitles um but i mean the story is the demon slayer's story is nothing like crazy or out of left field but it's not bad either
1: yeah i think it's just the way that you has adapted it that's part of the reason why people are so drawn to it the whole thing with i'm say it's Tanjiro and nezco that this reviewer is talking about having some sort of incestual relationship i don't see that i don't either which
0: is actually i that's something i worried about going into demon slayer when i found out that they're siblings i was like oh god here we go like anime tropes are they gonna have some incest vibes like this reviewer says that they do i actually was surprised pleasantly surprised that that's not the case i feel like they draw a very hard line in the sand between like these two just being siblings and not venturing into you know any like SISCON type of stuff. Does Mm -hmm. Nezuko look very like busty at certain points? Sure. And does like Zenitsu have an attraction to her? Sure. But Tanjiro doesn't. Like Tanjiro's like straight laced when it comes to protecting Nezuko as his sister.
1: Yeah. He's just a great big brother. And what was it? It's kind of memed how like Demon Slayer episode 19, just how fire no pun intended how much that was and it's a perfect demonstration of how much tanjiro cares for his or how how much Tanjiro cares for nezuko as a sister yeah (laughs) (laughs) nothing else beyond that like
0: their sibling bond is so strong that it's one of like the core themes of demon slayer
1: yeah i think that's one of the most beautiful things about demon slayer is how, how like the lengths that Tanjiro goes in order to save Nezuko from uh, this ailment that she has.
0: I also don't know if they're being sarcastic when they say there hasn't been a good anime since 2014. I mean, I kind of disagree. There's plenty of fantastic anime, unless they're they're uh, more of an old-school anime fan and just don't like the new stuff.
1: What came out in 2014? The <laughs> like Madoka Magica the movie? Okay. Uh, well... Attack on Titan, I think, came out 2013. I have no idea. Like, What are they specifically referring to? Tokyo Ghoul? Did that come out 2014? (laughs) Yeah, it did. There you go. Maybe they're (laughs)
0: specifically referencing Tokyo Ghoul. They loved that, and then nothing good has come since then.
1: (laughs) Next anime that I have with a scathing review, this is a highly beloved one for both Courtney and I. Courtney and me. (laughs) That works. Um, So this one might be tough for us to discuss, but the anime I'm referring to is Cowboy Bebop. And this review is pulled from IMDb. The reviewer gave Cowboy Bebop a 4 out of 10. I feel like that's a score more appropriate for the live action, but (laughs) the, the title for this review says, I don't get the status, and the review reads... I'm sorry, but this anime is the most generic thing ever. Is not a bad one, but surely is not the best anime ever made. This one is just like a fever dream with a little bit of story. It hates its characters and the plot is almost non-existent. Don't tell people you didn't get it when the anime is not even profound and don't use the it's an episodic anime as an excuse because SpongeBob is an episodic series and has more character development and compelling storytelling than this.
0: Well, at least there is SpongeBob fan, <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
1: Maybe the high rating is based on pure nostalgia. If you're about to watch it, please don't waste your time or use the anime as a podcast while you're doing laundry or something during a boring Saturday. Watch something else with a deeper meaning or an anime with more entertaining value or one of those animes made out of pure filler like One Piece. (laughs) (laughs) Anything but this because is just mediocre. I think they meant this is just mediocre.
0: So, yeah, I mean, like, okay cowboy bebop does have a plot it's just to their point peppered throughout the episode the adventure of the week format but i still think there's plenty of character development that happens with all of the characters because some Mm -hmm. of those adventure of the week moments are specific to one of the characters and what's happened in their backstory or what's happening in present day and sort of finding a resolution for something that happened in the past so you think about like Jets episode. Now, I'll spoiler a bit, but like lightly here. Jets episode where he reunites with um, that one woman. It's been a while since I watched Bebop, so I don't remember the names. But that one woman who was somebody that he was kind of a father figure for when um, she was younger and kind of closing that chapter of his life. Um, Also, his relationship with his ex, like, ex-police officer partner. Mm -hmm. That was another storyline for him. Ed. Ed of course has the whole situation with her father. You've got Faye trying to remember anything about her past and discovering more about that. And then of course, Spike with his whole, I mean, Spike's character development is kind of the core arc of the story. Mm -hmm. And it has this like crazy resolution that you know hit a lot of us in the feels by the end of it. So I think there's definitely character development with everybody, even Ayn, you could argue.
1: Yeah, I, I I guess the reviewer didn't appreciate the, the sort of like I guess if you look at the bigger scheme of things with Bebop, the plot kind of deals with existential crises, and maybe in a way that doesn't seem as epic or as grandiose as you would expect out of an of an anime, although. I'll argue, like, there's plenty of action in here to keep you invested.
0: There's ton. Have you seen Spike kick everybody? Like, it's right. awesome.
1: Um, so I, maybe it's just that, the, like you said, the plot kind of being peppered throughout these bombastic episodes, it makes it feel more incoherent. Um, and the argument that this anime, that Bebop isn't profound, again, I think it's... This is a case where it's almost like you have to read between the lines. Because if you look at bebop just on the surface it kind of feels abstract in a way um until you start to think more about each character and their arcs especially with spikes and how i think his arc is the one that gets gets the most resolved in a way um that's why it's so confusing like (laughs) this reviewer says spongebob has more character development and, and storytelling but i think like like i said it's bebop is more of a read between the lines kind of anime and if that's one that you can appreciate then you can get a lot out of it but if if you don't then it's just going to be a, a chore to watch
0: yeah I, I don't get me wrong i totally understand people saying that uh the episodic nature of the majority of bebop can be um Like, it may not grab everyone the way that it grabs us, but when you know enough about these characters, you've invested enough time, you learn enough about these characters, you then appreciate being able to go on those small journeys with them. Like, is there anything profound about the Bebop crew getting high on shrooms? No, absolutely not. (laughs) It's the best episode, though. Yeah, but it's like so fun to watch these characters that we know very intimately behave in very odd ways. Uh, and so that I think that's where the, um, the sentimentality comes from and the connection comes from, especially when you're a fan like us, where you've watched Bebop multiple times and get to kind of re-experience these characters, um, you know, over and over again. So there's nothing wrong with not liking Bebop or not liking the episodic nature of the majority of the show. But I always say if you can stick through the show, which is not that long, you'll see there is a payoff to the um the overarching plot that they're establishing. Alright, so next on my list is another anime that Carl has not seen, and that is Darling in the Franks.
1: Oh, this is the the Darling. Darling. <laughs> that's all I yeah, know.
0: That's uh it's the zero two anime. And now I'm gonna preface this by saying this is a 10 out of 10 review. What? Yes, it's a 10 out of 10 review. But it reads For the better half of my life, I have been looking for an anime series where a bunch of kids who don't know what sexual intercourse is fight against ten size super power Power Rangers, (laughs) super robot Power Rangers, inside settings which has a plot for six episodes but lasts for 24, filling the remaining airtime with B grade melodramatic past stories. The current time with slice of life soap opera, which looks like the anime version of Jersey Shore, for a specific request to be filled, I had lost I had almost lost all hope but then my boy Trigger arrived to town and not only did this exact thing but filled the series with epic symbolism basically whenever anything happens it has to do it is a sexual innuendo about relationships hugging kissing and dicks really thanks
1: Okay, so it's like an ironic review. It's, it's like the... everyone
0: reviewing Kagura <laughs> <laughs> It's
1: like it's the best bad anime yeah. of all time.
0: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just a lot of sarcasm. Uh, but, I mean, the review is not wrong. Everything in Darling in the Franks is basically one giant sexual innuendo.
1: <laughs> so almost like fully coolly, in a sense.
0: Yes, but a little more absurd (laughs) it makes
1: more sense (laughs) i I guess it makes
0: more sense but doesn't make more sense it's really hard to talk about darling and the franks without spoiling things for you but everything down to like even the way that the co-pilots sit in their franks i think that's what the mecca are called franks (laughs) um it literally looks like they're like raw dogging each other so uh yeah So are you excited to find out more about Zero Two at some point and uh, see why everything's a sexual innuendo in Darling in the Franks?
1: I mean, it's it's definitely got me interested.
0: (laughs) Well, if we ever watch it, you'll have to let us know, uh, you know, what you think about about the sexual themes of Darling in the Franks, a show about kids who don't know what sex is. (laughs)
1: Well, moving from that sexual travesty of an anime to, I guess, another sexual travesty of an anime, and this is the last one that I will be, I'm going to say I'm going to be reviewing, but that I will be pulling a bad review from. Uh, this has kind of become a meme in the strictly anime community. Of how I forced myself to finish Marmalade Boy. (laughs) (laughs) So I I just thought, you know what? Let me see what other people's opinions about this show are. And so this is a review from my anime list about Marmalade Boy, where the reviewer unsurprisingly gave it a 1 out of 10. (laughs) And their review writes, their review reads, granted, it's anime. But who came out with such a degenerate plot? From swinging parents to teacher-student relationship to parents allowing teenage step-siblings having relationships? No joke, even the side characters are swapping love interests like it's going out of style. Let me save you the trouble of having to go through 76 boring episodes by giving you the synopsis of every episode. (laughs) The two main characters will always have some sort of misunderstanding in every episode. I literally dozed off a couple times for a couple of episodes because it's so predictable. This series is boring. Main character is annoying, and the plot is ridiculous at times. Example is side characters always appearing wherever the main characters are, even when the main characters are another location, are in another location in Japan or America, mind you. These, mind you, these are teenagers who can just pick up and travel from Japan to America in a wimp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On a whim? <laughs> oh, I think
1: mean, that's what they. Mean. On a whim. On a wimp. Waste of time. Go watch Hanayori Dango, which is much believable than this pile of garbage.
0: I mean, it is impressive that they went 76 episodes. Just to with... give it a four out of 10. I know, right? <laughs> that's or like, no, it's you. like one out of 10. Yeah. That's like you, go watching 76 episodes just to give it a six out of 10. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know what? They're not wrong here at all. (laughs) I will give them that. I think when you know you're watching trashy or dumpster fire anime, you should just know you've got to set the bar as low as you can. But honestly, (laughs) there's nothing in this review that is incorrect or inaccurate. This is probably one of the biggest dumpster fires outside of something like Domestic Girlfriend that I've seen. And, you know, maybe this was like the, the predecessor to all of the dumpster fires that we see today. Um, like in, in some shape or form, they owe some credit to Marmalade Boy. And I thank this reviewer for pointing that out to us in such an eloquent way
0: i I don't blame them for probably feeling exhausted because just hearing that it's seventy six episodes of constant misunderstandings would probably make me want to pull my hair off.
1: <laughs> I don't know yet like I'm getting flashbacks now to like seventy two of those seventy six episodes where <laughs> it was just uh, the female character like worrying about what the male Her male love interest is doing and just having these assumptions. And then by the end of that episode or the next episode, it's all cleared up, only for that cycle to repeat itself in the very next episode. Oh my God. It's like classic CW teenage drama. And unfortunately, I ate that shit up a lot. But then in the end, who knows if it was worth it?
0: Well, the last anime on my list is a biggie that's pretty new as well. And that's chainsaw man oh boy so i have two for this one the second one is very short um so i'll start with the longer review and that reads chainsaw man chainsaw man was hyped up by the anime community and man i don't get it the dude just likes touching boobs This show is essentially the Minoru Mineta Shonen. So Mineta from My Hero Academia. Um, There are times when I pray, I beg to the Lord, the motivation is going to evolve from sexual desire to a more intimate desire of friendship or love, or that he'll realize sexual desire is a very shallow desire and he won't find fulfillment. It's clear the creator of the manga just wanted to draw some softcore porn while people pretend it's deep. Aside from the main character being a manslut, the symbolism is very bluntly done and doesn't leave much up to the viewer to think about. Some of the side characters are interesting, and the general the general background plot is interesting. But when you're watching all this through the eyes of Opie Man, it's massively <laughs> diminished. T R A S H. Damn, I really <laughs> <They didn't laughs> they like did Chainsaw not like man. it. Yeah. Um well, I mean, that's kind of Denji's character. And we only have one season of Chainsaw Man. So I'm hopeful that there's a little more character development for Denji. Like maybe some some matured- maturity. Like that kind of growth will happen with him. But even if it doesn't, like that's just kind of like his, his character trait, right? Like he just is a guy who likes simple things because he didn't have a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, he's he just likes something as simplistic as being able to grope someone's chest.
1: Yeah, I think that's the funny thing about Chains- Chainsaw Man having a very simple-minded protagonist in such a complex world filled with devils and and devil hunters. Um, I I know like we only got twelve episodes out of the first season, so there's still much to left to be said about Chainsaw Man. Um, that we only got a taste of in the first season, but yeah, I I can kind of see how, and how like <laughs> how, how simple minded Denji as a character is that can be very off putting for some. But in a way, it's like Hunter x Hunter, where it, you know it kind of subverts expectations <laughs> with what you expect out of a a shonen or like this action comedy dark fantasy. But I. I get a kick out of it. I get a kick back out of it. Hey,
0: Yeah, I think Denji, like like I said, he's a simple character, and there are other ways that he's growing, that he's getting character development. It just might not be around his obsession with touching boobs, which seems to be the main issue that this reviewer has with Chainsaw Man. Cause they do say that the the plot is interesting, and some of the side characters are interesting. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe when Denji gets his wish, if he ever gets his wish, he'll be a man who who longs for more than just touching opai, and to round things out i have like i said one more review for chainsaw man it's pretty short but uh all right here we go but it reads (laughs) i can't here we go when i saw this i started (laughs) laughing so hard okay let me breathe When the blindness googles of the sexiness of the female characters and the cuteness of the mascot is taken off, this show has nothing of value. But people rode of the hype train and never took those googles away. (laughs) Wait what? Let Let me read it again. When your your face right now, when the blindness googles of the sexiness of the female characters and the cuteness of the mascot is taken off, this show has nothing of value. But people rode of the hype train and never took those googles away.
1: <laughs> are they Saying Google like the search engine or the goggles. I
0: think they're trying to say goggles. So like they're <laughs> they have these goggles on where all they can see are the hot female characters and how cute pochta is but if you look beyond that the show has something to offer but everyone just rode the hype train and never took those googles away
1: This <laughs> just not like the what is that review the dot 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 review oh yeah <laughs> i forget what oh it was a, a, a game
0: the only resin <laughs>
1: <laughs> be a cool ass <laughs> Oh, that was that's great. I don't
0: even know what the rest of the review said. I just had to pull that sentence out of it 'cause I was I was laughing so hard when I was looking up. No, now,
1: now I wanna I wanna find it. Was that on <laughs> that was on mail? Yeah, I think this one was on <laughs> mail too. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it, but look what you've done, manga fans, for overhyping Chainsaw Man. You've
0: put these Googles on <laughs> us and we can't take them off. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Those are some bad reviews of some anime that we think are pretty good, but maybe the reviewers don't agree that they're good. I I had a lot of fun pulling these. I, I might have had a little more fun than I did with the JoJo one. Oh, the JoJo one was the different. The JoJo one was...
1: I enjoyed the JoJo that one. That one
0: was different because it was more like people shitting on the <laughs> JoJo fandom, which is basically us. So I guess I enjoyed both of them, just in very different ways. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll revisit this topic again in the future. And maybe, I don't know, this is just an idea. If we format it in a way where the the, the bad review episode focuses on a singular anime, and kind of like JoJo, and then we kind of pinpoint all of the, the weird reviews out of it. Um, because, yeah, there were a lot of other reviews for these shows that I picked out that I wanted to pull up, but there just wasn't enough time.
0: Yeah, if you guys enjoyed this this topic, let us know. We're happy to do it again. Um, Or if you guys have ever come across any bad reviews of anime that you think are worth sharing, please do so. The best place is probably the Discord so that everyone can enjoy it and uh, comment on it. But yeah, if you have any of these wild reviews, I mean, I, I enjoy reading them because... You know, we respect everyone's opinions, but sometimes you just have to chuckle at uh, the way that some people feel about these anime or how poorly written their reviews are.
1: And, you know, if we ended up reading your review on this episode... Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. But, you know, thank you for for providing all of that entertainment, even if it wasn't intentional. But, you know, that's just part of being an anime fan. We're opinionated and we're all moronic.
0: And... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And of course, we love you guys so much for tuning in and supporting Strictly Anime and our venture to find all of the bad anime reviews out there. As always, subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us or to share any bad reviews that you found. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash And tune into Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.